Welcome back to the Layer Podcast. It is your host, Leah LeRae, welcoming you back to your resting place. On today's live broadcasted episode, we're going to be talking about arousal and desire, what they are, what they mean, and how they play a part in your sensual and sexual practice. I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. are in pacific time good morning for everyone else good afternoon joyful rising so this one's going to be kind of quick you know i say that often that i'm going to do a talk kind of quick a chit chat kind of quick end up being here for an hour but it's fine it's fine i have my coffee and that's why i'm such a a chatty girl because i have coffee also can we talk about how my skin has really been doing too much i've been doing the same skincare routine as like i posted recently and it's still a i don't we're gonna switch some stuff up we're gonna switch some stuff up and better skincare coming soon because i i can't do this i legitimately can't do this this pimple has been on my chin for at least like a week and a half i can't take it i can't tolerate it i feel like i deserve more i deserve more in life than than pimple and i don't i don't want to deal with it anymore so new skincare coming soon but today's topic is going to be about arousal versus desire now a lot of people use those terms interchangeably and i'm actually looking for something that i wanted to read to you guys it'll come later down the line but i wanted to read it to you guys so i'm trying to find it okay so i found what i'm looking for <laughs> so we're going to talk about desire and arousal now when you think of desire i want you guys to think of wanting to have sex so when desire comes into conversation a lot of people think like sex drive and that's not true sex is not a drive but desire is your actual wanting to have sex wanting that um physical connection with someone that's the desire same thing when we talk about like our goals and our aspirations i desire to have this in my life i desire to have that in in my life right so those things that we desire are the things that we want into our space, right? Now, when we talk about a sex drive or refer to desire as a sex drive, it gets a little tricky because that's not what desire is. Now, that's not what a drive is, excuse me. So a drive, right? As far as the term drive or a drive, a drive is a biological mechanism whose job is to keep the organism at a healthy baseline. So we can use this for an example of thirsty or like me, I need energy because I'm tired. But when you're thirsty, your body is driven to quench your thirst or to regain that equilibrium, right? Because without that, dehydration happens and eventually we die okay 
But to have a drive towards something is to think that without it, so like without water, there will be some sort of like deadly outcome, such as, like I said, death due through dehydration. And even if we want to be like dramatic about, you know, I ain't had sex in a minute, like I said a couple of days ago, the dry spell, okay? I'm getting a little tired of her. The dry spell is annoying, right? But I'm I'm not going to die. <laughs> I'm not going to die. There's no um, breakdown in my tissues or clogged arteries or something ridiculous that happens if I don't have sex, right? I might be a little annoyed. I might be a little frustrated. You know, I might need a little outlet, but... Mm -mm. I'm not going to die behind it. So to think that a sex drive or to have sex is specifically for survival, it can actually foster the men's, the man's sense or the women's sense because there are men and women who fall into this category and trigger warning for anyone who's watching and listening. But to think that your sex drive or your desire to have sex is in innate or need for survival type of deal, it fosters that sense of thinking that you're entitled, you're sexually entitled to relieve your sexual frustrations or else, right? And this level of entitlement is a primary reason for sexual assault, specifically sexual assault in women. And before I get people all up in my DMs, how much that's not true, da, 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 da. we have research here and that's the reason why I said I needed to look something up. So this can be found um, in Fulu, Emma, Zion Warner, and Stephanie Medea, Rachel Junkins, and Tim Roselli, and James Long. Their article and work on why do some men use violence against women and how can we prevent it? And so that's the study that has been shown that that entitlement of thinking that your sexual needs and wants are something that you need to survive. It breeds this entitlement that you are going to release those frustrations by any means necessary. Right. And that is the extreme end. But in your day to day end, to think that way still is detrimental. It really is. Soulful Tarot 504 says arousal is what you see in the beginning. The desire is what goes in the long term. Actually, flip those things. Flip them. So your desire is what you see in the beginning. So I see a sexy brother or I see a sexy woman because, you know, sometimes we're hetero flexible around here. But I see a sexy woman and I'm aroused by her. Right? When I'm aroused by her, that means that there's a... a physiological which I was going to get to in a second but there's a physiological change in my body that happens when I'm aroused by her but when I initially see her I desire to be around her I desire to be near her like hmm I could I could have that in my space so like think about it as like when you go to pick up some food right you go to pick up I like tacos I've been on a taco kick for the last week or so maybe that's why I have a pimple today but anyway <laughs> but when I get the thought of like or I get a taste like mm, I could have tacos today I desire tacos right now the physiological change within my body of my entire like my stomach I don't want nothing else but tacos my mouth is set for a taste that I only want tacos my brain is set I just want tacos right that's that arousal, quote unquote, right? Of that physical, emotional shift that that's what I want to go do, right? Or that's who I want to go do. 
in this case. <laughs> so instead of sex and desire being seen as like a sex drive, let's use a better term because what sex truly is, is an incentive motivation system. So being drawn by an attractive someone or something outside of us that makes us want to go after it versus it being a drive. Like I have to get this or I'm a, you know, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna have a headache. I'm gonna freak out. Like I'm gonna be in this mood or, you know, feeling entitled that sex is something that you have to have all of the time or whenever your beck and call happens that you're supposed to have sex or without it, you're going to die. That's very dramatic. I don't know what this week or why this has been coming up this week. We are very dramatic. <laughs> like the way in which we speak is very dramatic. Like I've said this before. Oh, I'm so stressed. Like, or something crazy happens and I'm just like, huh, I'm gonna die. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know, and it's so dramatic when honestly, just calm down. It's okay. Just breathe, take a second and move on. It's fine. Um, but yes, anyway, <laughs> tangent. But yes, sex is more of an incentive motivation system because it's something that you're drawn to. It's not something that you need to survive. Now, you know, we could debate about procreation, but that's not what we're debating about today. We're just going to talk about, you know, the, the first level and we're going to stay in the first level. But that's what sex is. Now, arousal, like I said before, is a physiological change within your body that happens when one is sexually excited. So there are a couple of things that are playing within the realm. So you have the initial stage of desire. When I see a good brother, I see a fine sister, right? And I desire to be near them. And then there's the arousal factor that as I get closer to them or the longer that I'm within their space, now, you know, I'm aroused, right? Meaning my skin may feel flushed or feel hot i may get goosebumps on my skin um the the hairs on my skin may uh may raise up i know that happens to me a lot i'm just using me as an example because like i said using me as an example is the easiest thing for me because it's the thing and person that i'm with all the time day in and day out but um different things start to come up or i know with some women who are lighter complected you can see like the flush in their face you can see them get red or some ladies that'll um kind of like back their eyelashes or get real like touchy-feely um they slow down you know some more their breathing changes so those are just some of the bodily shifts that happen when you're actually aroused and then you have where we can discuss like getting to the um, orgasm, right? So when your desire is in alignment with your arousal, then you can, because now we're talking about, you know, your brain and your body are connected. Then we can talk about your vulva. We can talk about your vagina becoming sexually aroused. So there's a sexual environment that's now coming into play and because of that now your body your vulva your vagina responds to that by becoming wet right so there are levels to this because yes your vagina can be wet your pussy can be wet and you not have any sort of arousal within your body but you could have a desire too because the desire is damn i want to 
I want to get with that. I want to, mm, you know what I'm saying? But body ain't feeling it. I'm not those usual signs that like my partner could see or those usual signs that you so you show when you're aroused. They're just not coming up. But homegirl down there, she's showing up and showing out. Well, two to three, if that's not enough. That's not enough. Now, can you have or be in a state of desire and have, you know, that sexual response in your vulva, in your vagina of, oh, something sexual is happening. So let me, you know, get to it. Yes, you can do that and kind of will and coax yourself into the mood, like coax your body into the mood. You know what I mean? Um, so that can happen. But there are layers to this because there are some times where people can be aroused and their vagina can be wet, their pussy can be wet, which everyone thinks that just because the pussy is wet, then we aren't and popping. No. Um, but... <laughs> That always cracks me up um, because I, I was a, I was somebody who did it too. So that's why I find it funny. But um, my body can be aroused, my pussy can be wet, and I don't desire not a lick of what's going on in this room, or who is in this room with me, or who is by me. I don't want it. My brain does not want it. There's no desire to do that. But my body is doing what it's biologically supposed to do which is when i'm placed in a in a space of sexual energy it's supposed to respond to that right and so it responds to that but just because you know that my pussy is wet doesn't mean that i'm aroused and it doesn't mean that i desire to have any sort of like sexual interaction with you it just doesn't it simply does not so, a lot of the times, and a lot of things that I've been hearing over the past, I'll say a couple of months when it comes around like the orgasm, as we did talk about the orgasm gap, and that episode is dropping today on the podcast. So, if you're interested in learning more about the orgasm gap and stuff like that, head on over to the podcast, okay? And we talking, we do a, we did a deep dive about the orgasm gap, okay? Um, but yes. Over the past couple of months, and even like growing up, remembering different stories that women would say, specifically like married women would say, about, you know, not being able to orgasm because they feel like they're so in their head or being like, my pussy is wet, but I'm just not interested. What is wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. Um, it's literally different levels. And so you're having to learn what external and internal factors do you need that will help you and coax you into a better harmonious space so that you're able to be comfortable in orgasm the way that you would like to or if you never have so that you're able to orgasm period um but yeah i think that when i learned this personally when i learned about this um it made a lot of sense to me because like many women like i was saying before many women have said that you know I feel desire because I love my husband, I love my boyfriend, I love my fiance, I love my girlfriend, and I find them so attractive, I find them so sexy, but I'm just not, I'm not there, right? I'm not, I'm not there. My vagina is wet. I mean, 
fellas this happens to y'all too because i have had homeboys to tell me this dick hard ready to go and you have no no interest whatsoever your brain is somewhere else like you just don't want to do it right now but a lot of us because we see that you know my pussy is wet his dick is hard so that means that we're ready to go and that's not the case all the time um because you're losing that desire you're losing that arousal so that you're able to really come into a sexual space and really fully enjoy yourself right and really be relaxed so that you're able to have a more enjoyable relaxed sexual encounter you know another thing that came up for me when i was learning about this is how a lot of the times i used to think that if I were to have sex then I wouldn't be so stressed or as I start to have sex it'll kind of coast me into having sex and that's the proper way to have sex and that's not correct um, as I've learned obviously um, but this also stresses foreplay I think I talk about foreplay as if because it is a gift from God foreplay to have the the time and space like you make the time and space to slow down for a second to really enjoy your partner to really enjoy yourself and just become engrossed in that energy and that can start first thing in the morning by yourself or with someone because foreplay is for everyone singles couples married she them he that like everyone foreplay is for everyone and it doesn't matter if you do or don't have a partner but really when you feel that arousal when you start to feel that desire when you start to feel those things say for instance if you feel aroused but you don't have a desire for anything you could ask yourself what is going on right now reason why i feel so aroused right now what is that and why is that so then you can learn learn your body what are the things in your environment what are the things that you do for yourself that brings your body to a space of arousal right say you're in another uh, another position and you feel the desire to have sex but you're not aroused whatsoever well you can ask yourself okay i want to have sex but why why am I not in the mood? Why am I not doing the things and having the things? Why isn't my body showing up for me in the sexual space, even though I desire to have sex with this person? Desire and arousal are not the same. And when we mix the two up, it becomes a dangerous game that we play because we put stresses in places that don't belong. Your desire is up here. Your arousal is in your body. So think of it that way, if it's easier to, you know, really break it down. This is just me kind of rambling about it. But I have been in a position where, like, I desired my partner and my body just would not show up for me. She just wasn't with it at all. There was no, I wasn't flirtatious. I didn't feel sensual. I didn't feel sexy. I, because usually I get, like, goosebumps or whatever, like, on my arms sometimes. And it just wasn't working. I just wasn't in the mood. I could have cared less what that man did. It wouldn't have meant nothing. But 
I had to ask myself, I desire to be with my partner. I desire to have this intimate space with my partner. Why isn't my body showing up for me? Well, <laughs> I was stressed out to the max. I had just gotten over a cold. Um, it was finals season because I was still in school um, for my bachelor's. It was final, so I was stressed the fuck out. Um, I had just dealt with a major death in the family. Um, and I think... I had a trip coming up for my birthday that I was trying to plan. So there were all of these things happening. And while my brain could kind of shut off for a little bit and see my partner and all of his goodness and just be like, mm, I would like a piece of that. My body was like, girl, we're grieving. We're stressed. We're tired. We can't do it. Okay. And it's just like, well, okay. Because a lot of the times we'll ignore that. Like we'll try to ignore every single thing around us, everything that our body is telling us. We'll just try to stifle it for the fact of desire. Because if I desire this person, then I should want to have sex with this person. Mm -mm. So for me, I think of it as like a, a home run. Is that what it is? A home run? No, LOL, three strikes are out. <laughs> That's what I mean. So first strike is that I desire to be with you. First strike is that I desire to be around you in your space. You are interesting to me. You intrigue me. You entice me. Second strike, I'm aroused by you. Your energy, how you are with me, how you talk with me, how we, you know, touch and feel on each other, the way in which we interact with each other, right? That is arousing to me. Now we can move to the third strike, which is that sexual response from my vagina or from my clitoris. My clitoris may harden, um, my clit may harden, the pussy gets um, wet, the lips, if you're lighter complected sometimes, um, the lips of your vagina may become flushed, just similar to like your face and the rest of your skin, right? And so now we have three strikes. You're out. <laughs> and that's it. I think that the more that we slow down, that's the reason why I talk about foreplay like it is a gift from God, because it is, as we slow down and allow ourselves to really connect. And that's the thing, when I talk about like reconnecting to self, a lot of what I'm saying is slow down. Why? Because I have been getting yelled at for like three to four years to slow down. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. You don't have to rush. You don't have to rush sex. That does not mean when you start to have sex, you can't have a little quickie. No, you can definitely have a quickie. However, you have to slow down to hear your body, to hear what you are telling yourself. Even down to, I'm aroused, my pussy is wet. However, there's a whole lot of negative self-talk that's going up in my cranium here. And I don't have a desire for this. I don't want to do this because right now the negative self-talk is taking over. And I just don't want to do it right now. Because the way that we talk about ourselves, especially in intimate moments, it, it'll show in your body. It may not be like, oh, well, I still came that day, so I can, you know, the negative self-talk didn't do that much. It didn't do that much? You sure? If you were to ask your pussy, I, I love a good conversation with good sis down there. If you ask your pussy, how did you feel about me 
talking mad shit about you, about the body, and then we went to have sex. How do you feel about that? How do you really feel about that? She will tell you, your body will tell you. Your brain will want to do this funny thing where it'll try to like validate the reasons for it. Like, well, I was talking shit about it because this is and this. Like to make it valid. It's it's still not valid. <laughs> Even if you think that you're too skinny, you don't have an ass. I'm saying this because I used to think this way by myself. I'm too small. I don't have ass. My titties is not that big. Like, mm. But I mean, we still have sex though. So it's not that bad. I still had a, you know, I still climax. I still came. Like, so it's not that bad. But then when I took a step back and I asked my body, like, how did you feel about that? She was not happy with me. <laughs> my body was not happy with me. That's the reason why I love telling people that it doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter what your vulva looks like. It doesn't matter what color your lips are girl i don't give a fuck okay the man gonna fuck you regardless if it was really that big of a deal if he really truly thought it was that bad he would not have you pent up against the wall or put in whatever position he just wouldn't <laughs> and i think when we take that out we take the negative self-talk out we allow ourselves to slow down some, reconnect in our bodies. We can really and truly hear what our body is trying to tell us. What she been trying to tell us. Like, give your pussy an interview. <laughs> interview her. And ask her, like, okay, so I desire to have, you know, sex with this person. But, you know, I wasn't really into it. Like, I wasn't really aroused by it. But as soon as, you know, the dick came out you liked it so you was cool with it yes no maybe so a lot of the times it's no because there's a need to have all of those factors met in some capacity because i do believe that you could you know still have sex and be like if i put a, a percentile on it i'm 100 percent in a state of desire that i want to have sex with this person but my body is like at 50 75 percent she's not all the way there but that goes back to foreplay so if your body is still warming up if i remember correctly statistics have shown that it takes roughly like 20 minutes 20 to 30 minutes for the female body to be fully aroused okay that's statistically proven i'm not saying that everyone fits that mold because everyone doesn't fit that mold i don't because sometimes all i need is a good five <laughs> so it's it, it's it varies sex and your practice is very contextual so i'm not gonna put that on everybody but on average on average, it takes about 20 to 30 minutes. So if I desire to have sex with this person, but my body's only 50 to 75% there, well, now I can slow down some, we can slow down some, and we can play more. Sex is so fun, and we should just let it be fun. So slow down and have some fucking fun. <laughs> you don't have to rush to fuck. I'm all for quickies. So like, if that works for you, you know, then that works for you. But even still, quickies, there's a lot of circumstances that happens when you have a quickie also. 
Because to have a quickie, I'm 100% in desire. I'm 100% in arousal. So we can get it popping anywhere. It doesn't matter because my brain is in it. My body is in it. My vagina in it too. My pussy in it too. So we can get it popping. Right? That's how quickies happen. <laughs> That's how quickies happen. But I digress. I digress. Let me look through here and see who has joined me. Oh, hello. Thank you. I'm waving at people. Please hold. <laughs> All right. I think I got through everybody. But anyway. Um, yeah. The factor of arousal and desire. I'm saying fellas because like I'm... I'm not saying y'all are terrible, but like you could do better. <laughs> I just want, <laughs> I want everyone to, to love foreplay as much as I do, because then the conversation of like arousal and desire, we can just not have it anymore. <laughs> we can just not have it anymore because once you really get into your foreplay bag, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It really is slow down with your partner being able to play your partner play with your partner or like i said before letting foreplay be something that you start first thing in the morning like for my ladies who has a partner and you want to get some in make it real cute in the morning you know say if y'all live together if y'all don't live together i don't know y'all can make it fun i know something that i like to do and i'm just give i'm just gonna give this to y'all but something i like to do sometimes is it could be in the middle of the day, just real random. Or like, I know he's at work or he's going to be working really late. Um, but I'm going to like make it, you know, cute when he get home or when I come over. I'll text him something mad random. We can be in the middle of a completely different conversation and just text him like, I cannot wait to be bent over on the couch later. Do not respond. Don't say nothing else about the text message. He'll say something about the text message. You know, he'll respond. You could just heart what he says and continue on with the conversation that y'all were having. Or don't respond at all. <laughs> and just let that be the only thing that you say for the rest of the day. Because now the last thing that is on his mind when he thinks about you is you bent over on the couch somewhere. Or sending a quick text message or sending like a picture of a spot like a park a parking garage wherever take a picture i would love for you to fuck me out here it would be really cute and don't say nothing else don't say shit else <laughs> you want a cute picnic do you like a cute picnic <laughs> i can give him something to eat on that picnic you can give him something to eat on that picnic Okay, you can give her something to eat on that picnic. All right, period. Foreplay, oh, it's so good. Foreplay is so good. Also, I think that foreplay, on top of like forcing you to slow down, for my ladies, it also forces you to get in here, get into your body, like really just feel yourself, like be confident in yourself because... It's not just him like serving you while I'm off for a good 
men serving women okay i'm very pro that but it's also you serving yourself like truly putting yourself on on stage on a platter putting some music on throughout your day that really make you feel good um finding the ways in which that keep you in your body that keep you feeling comfortable and just in love with you because that's the thing like you are a gift from god like you are beautiful you are intelligent like you're strong you're compassionate you're intellectual you are all of these beautiful things and you deserve to love that about you you deserve to just love every ounce of you every single time so much so that when somebody looks at you they know that you're well taken care of you are confident and you are happy you deserve for people to look at you and know that but more importantly you deserve to look at yourself and know that because like i said the guy the girl the them who who fucking you or who wish you i'm pretty sure they think the same Yes, this excludes like toxic ass relationships because toxic ass relations. Um, mm, y'all know I'm not talking about y'all. <laughs> All relationships are not created equal. I'm talking about the ones that are healthy. Okay, because y'all be killing me sometimes in the DMs. Like, well, what about the people who? Nah, 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 I'm not talking about them. Damn, I ain't talking about them. Okay. I am talking about those who are in a comfortable relationship for them, for themselves. And I'll I'll meet you where you at, but I'm still going to tell you it's toxic. If it is, then you should leave him or her or them. I'm very pro-leave. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> I'm very pro-leave. But um, anyway, I can ramble about that. I'll make that another topic for another day. I'll put that. Somebody remind me. Send me a message something so i remember and we'll talk about relationships and how they're not created equally but anyway yes foreplay really gets you in your bag your self-cultivating practice truly starts with foreplay truly um as far as like you becoming more comfortable with your body like self-pleasure when i say more comfortable in your body it really helps you become more comfortable with self-pleasure because you're able to learn the things that really truly you know turn you on that turn you off the people that turn you on and turn you off okay it really makes you learn that so as much as we like to talk about you know trauma we need to heal all this all that that's good fine and dandy i'm all for releasing trauma i'm all for healing trauma that's something you and i can do together i would be honored to be able to help you through that but the next step in that once you know we're releasing and we're healing and we're doing all this work you also have to add some good into that and i think that that's missing in a lot of spaces where we do a whole lot of releasing we do a whole lot of you know healing and so it's healed right but there's nothing else being added into that that space excuse me 
And so you need to add some good. And so adding some good would look like having foreplay with you, you know, starting your day off. What would really make you desire more of you? What would bring your body to an arousal point that you would want to self-please yourself? You want to masturbate. You want to enjoy yourself more. What are those things, right? And then when you go out and you have your partner, you're able to, one, like I said before in a previous um, video, you can now teach them those things. Also, you can learn how external factors, because now we have an additional person. How does this additional person align or not align with the things in which that help me with my desire and my arousal and my sexual interaction with them, right? So it's, it's a stair step. It's levels to this. It's a pathway to this. And you can definitely do it. Every woman, I feel like every woman deserves a nut. I feel like every woman deserves to love everything about her. I feel like and believe that she should have trust within herself and her partner that she is safe to enjoy the things, all of the fun things, all of the good things, and allow her to have a light-hearted life. Life ain't got to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard all the time. Women don't have to be so bombarded with, with, with stress and trauma all the time. You just don't. There's so many strengths that women have that we hold that we just overlook because there's so much fucking going on. So we need to slow down, slow down some so that we're able to, you know, have a more fulfilled life have a less stressful life and the less stressed you are the more you can comfortably nut okay because a lot of the times not all of the time stress is the reason why you can't reach your orgasm sure um there are other factors that go into that but because the woman is so connected to herself by default, women are connected to themselves. By default, we are connected to ourselves. So the more that we try to disconnect and become more mindful, and when I say mindful, being more, <laughs> I low-key want to say airheaded, but being, you know, very, I want to say masculine, our way of thinking that everything has to have um, a success point, everything has to have some sort of like analytical data or physical, tangible um, reasoning behind it and a lot of the times your femininity is not that your femininity is allowing yourself to experience life in all of its fullness so when I say to slow down and reconnect I'm I'm really saying allow yourself to just feel the fullness of your life of who you are of the people around you of the world around you of this good ass cup of coffee allow yourself to feel the fullness of this robust cup of coffee with hella sugar in it because I made it too, I made it too, <laughs> too strong. And allow that to be funny. Allow that to just be what it is. 
I made it too strong, so I had to put a shit ton of sugar in it. Did it eventually balance out? Yes, okay. But just a, just enjoying a cup of coffee in the morning. That's why I always say that I enjoy a good sexy-ass cup of coffee. Because that's what it is. Because that's what I made it to be. Because I know that if I do that in the morning, I desire, it grows my desire to enjoy more, more of me. Because now I've brought myself, when I first wake up in the morning, I do my things. You know, I get up, I get dressed, I do my meditations, I, I light my incense, right? Those are things that help me kind of come into or kind of wake up for the day. And then I move into this good, sexy cup of coffee. Now, everything else externally, you know, the, the incense and the meditation and stuff like that, that's like me mentally waking up, truly. But this right here? This cup of coffee, this is when I wake my body up, truly. And not because, you know, caffeine, but because when I take my time and just allow myself just to enjoy, turn on some music, dance and jive to some music while my coffee is going and brewing, right? I had my niece this morning. She and I danced and made coffee together. That was adorable. Experiencing that was so much fun. And then when I drink it, because it's nice and warm, to experience the warmth going through me. Just allowing it to just be nice and cozy and just comforting. And now I can start my day because I've done my meditations. You know, I'm clear in my mind. Now I am warm and cozy and comfortable in my body that's kind of what my coffee kind of represents is like adding in some, some comfort some warmth in my body or you know getting uh putting honey on like the tip of my finger and putting it on my tongue first thing in the morning to remind myself if i don't have coffee because my coffee is always sweet as hell um <laughs> but to put honey on the tip of my tongue to remind myself to add sweetness to my day add sweetness to myself into my day it doesn't have to be a whole lot. Like learning you can be the smallest thing. You like flowers. So buy yourself flowers every week. Okay? And then when you get a partner, you can kind of put that off on them. Like just kind of put it in your, your resume. Hey, I really like flowers. Or they'll see you buying flowers very consistently and they'll ask, how often do you buy flowers? Oh, I always keep fresh, fresh flowers around the house, you know, weekly. And then if he catches on or she catches on or they catch on, maybe they'll buy you a, like a, a bouquet of flowers one week and be like, oh, that was so sweet. Thank you so much for my flowers. And then like the next time, like the next week that you go get flowers, make it a note to just kind of say it out loud. Oh, I'm finna go um, get some flowers. Do you want to come with me? And maybe, you know, because auto-suggestion. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very pro-auto-suggestion. Maybe, you know, the more that you say, hey, I'm going to go get flowers. You want to come with me? Eventually, flowers will begin to pop up in your home because they buy them for you. That's how it's worked for me, my mama. That's how it's worked for other ladies. And so I'm just passing the advice <laughs> if you like flowers. But, you know, those flowers in your house, those 
fresh flowers in your home could be how you desire to be at home more, how you desire to have a beautiful space. And you keep the area around you beautiful and that desire of wanting things to be beautiful and looking nice and smelling nice and clean, right? And because your outside looks good and feels good to you and you desire more of that, bring in those things that make you feel aroused within your body, right? So then that goes to, you know, the robes, the sweaters, the dresses, the makeup, if that's what you're into, if those are things that you're into, walk around the house naked, okay? So that you feel more aroused within your body, right? And then, you know, the more you feel aroused, the more there will be a sexual response. So your desire is all about the ebbs and flows of you. What are your accelerators that make you say, I want to go do that versus your brakes that say, uh-uh, uh that's too much. I don't want that. Learning those things will help you in your levels of desire and arousal and your sexual response. For those things to be in alignment and they to they hit every single time right i think that that would also help closing the orgasm gap am i done talking about the orgasm gap fuck no i'm gonna continue to talk about it until we fix it i just i don't think that it's fair but yes um your desire your arousal and your sexual responses towards your orgasm are all important and should not be ignored but i have been on here for almost an hour I have laundry to do. I wanted to just come in, stop by, and talk to you guys a little bit because I love talking to you guys. Oh, I have a question. Okay. How often are you aroused and desired? Um, how often? If I had to be honest, if I had to be honest, I would say that I desire, I feel like I'm desired often. I do. I feel like from my partner, I'm desired often. Um, as far as me desiring more of myself, that's an everyday thing. Um, my arousal, I feel like I'm aroused like 50% of the time. <laughs> like 50% of my day, I feel like I'm at some point of arousal. It may be like a slow simmer, so like a 20 or 30% throughout the day. <laughs> But yeah, I think that I'm aroused like 50% of the time. I definitely do. Um, and I think that that comes from, well, I know that that comes from just allowing myself to be full of myself. And not as far as like confidence or arrogance or being vain, but just enjoying me and allowing myself to love on me more, especially on the hard days. Um, like the anxiety days or just low energy days, just allowing myself to love on me more. I'm very pro love on you. <laughs> love on you as often as you can for as long as you can. Because this is the the one body that we have during this lifetime. So enjoy it, all of it. Even if you have a goal for what you think you should be and where you should be or what you should look like in the next five, hell, two years. You can still love who you are and enjoy yourself now as you are. Because who you are now is damn sexy. 
okay? <laughs> and you should accept that fact and you should believe that fact and just walk with it forever. Forever, ever. If there are no more questions, comments, or concerns, like I said before, I have to go do laundry and clean the house. When I make my big girl money, like my really just, mm, my big girl money, I'm going to get a maid. Mark my words. I'm getting a maid. I mean, I'm still probably going to clean my house some, like before she get here. But I'm going to have a maid because I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to clean right now. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. But I will let you guys go. Y'all have a good day. I love talking to y'all per usual. We do have a new podcast episode dropping. It is now live. It is now live. So you can definitely go check that out where I do a deep dive on the orgasm gap. Um, so you guys can head over to the Layer Podcast on, on streaming platforms if you are interested in working through any sexual trauma or healing or wanted to get into your foreplay bag like we talked about today and you're interested in sensuality empowerment coaching you can definitely go to my link tree and go to my website at www.thelayer.co.co okay and you can book an appointment there consultation and we can move forward through that process with you also if you guys have any like listener letters or you know questions or comments or like crazy story i love a good crazy story um that you would like to share and we can discuss and all that good stuff um you guys can email me at leahlaray.ms at gmail.com so that's l-e-a-h-l-a-r-a-e dot m-s at gmail.com i would love to hear your stories please lead with the stories and then let the question be at the end <laughs> because i love a good story because i have tons so yes, um, also, if you're wanting to just kind of text me and chat with me, um, you definitely can do so. In my bio, I do have a contact me button and you can actually text me and we can chit chat and talk over some things if you have uh, questions or inquiries about some stuff and you just, you know, want it to be a little more personal. I'm all open for that. And plus, I love talking to you guys, so I'm always open to chit-chatting and talking with you guys outside of social media. You can also find me on Clubhouse at Leah LeRae. Yes, I'm on Clubhouse again. We're probably going to do a Clubhouse conversation probably on Wednesday. I'm feeling Wednesday. And I'll shoot you guys some topic options so we can pick and choose what we're going to talk about on Clubhouse. So that's at Leah LeRae, same as my username here, at L-E-A-H-L-A-R-A-E. And you'll be able to find me there. I think that that is everywhere that you can find me on the socials. I am headed out. Y'all have a good day. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. Peace and blessings. Bye. Show me